Oh yeah. What is going on, everybody? This is Bobby Walker, and you're listening to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. This podcast is dedicated to those that have said, I'm going to chase my dreams. I'm going to achieve my goals, and I'm going to be the captain of my own ship. Are you a bitch? Keep listening to my show, and you won't be for long. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast coming at you with another Mind Dump Monday episode. So, I'm going to get right into it. What's on my mind today? Mm, Goal setting. Uh, Trying to figure out how I'm going to win in 2020. And as I'm going through it, I'm thinking on some things that I've learned this year, um, some audio books that I've read. Um, people I've been around, lessons I've learned the hard way, yada, yada, yada. And so here's the deal. I'm sitting here and I, I constantly talk about, uh, well, I say constantly. You guys have probably heard me quite a bit talk about, and I'm holding it up for the, the video stream here, uh, the full focus planner. And this planner in and of itself hasn't changed my life, but the whole like strategy that goes with it kind of has and basically it's a planner that um, takes away the focus of your annual goal breaks it down into quarterly goals which then of course breaks it down into weekly and even daily stuff now, I don't want to get too far into it um, I did have a uh, playlist on my YouTube channel and they removed all their videos and I don't know why because they were great videos but I'll talk about this some more here in the future but right now uh, what I kind of want to talk about is something that I learned in a book that I've, I actually still haven't finished it, but uh, a book, it's called The 12 Week Year. And it cover, it's, it's about the concept that I'm talking to you guys about right now. And in it, they get to a thing called the emotional cycles, or the emotional cycle of change. And that's what I wanna kind of focus this mind dump on because it's December. Some of, some of you have already got all of next year planned out. Some of you, haven't done any thinking or planning for next year. And then um, some of you are probably somewhere in the middle. It's probably most of you. But um, when I got to this section of the audiobook and I started talking about the, uh, the emotional cycle of change, um, I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't relate to that. And it's a real thing. So I'm just going to run through it with you real quick. I kind of want to focus on stage two of this cycle. But I'm going to run through all of them. And I just, I just pulled up a website here that, that kind of runs through them. So I'm going to read them. Bear with me just a second. All right. So stage one is uninformed optimism. So in stage one, you may be excited to get started, but your emotional response levels will be low as you'll be focused on doing rather than thinking. However, you may not be aware of the difficulties that you could face along the way. Capitalize on your excitement. Make a treasure map and draw up a list of benefits that you hope to achieve. These will motivate you later on. Now this website, I literally just pulled something up so I, because I didn't have notes together myself. I don't know what they mean by treasure map, but I, I think, I, I bet you anything it'll have to do with 
um, you know, setting down a, kind of a general goal outline with a, a couple, first couple of steps. Uh, it's kind of like the, um, the uh, what, what's it called here? Gosh, uh, the goal detail at the beginning of the full focus planner. That's stage one, uninformed optimism. I'm going to do $10 million next year. Woo! It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to work hard, but it's going to be awesome, and I can do it because I'm committed to it. Stage two, informed pessimism. <laughs> All right, so informed pessimism. They say in this website, as, you, uh, as your new situation uh, progresses, you may start to feel some negative emotions about the project, especially if you hit problems. For example, you may become frustrated by challenges or anxious about your ability to meet your goal. You may even want to quit altogether. This is the point at which many projects fail. It's also the point at which many people check out of a project. Um, stage three, hopeful realism. Once you've pushed past doubt, your pessimism should start to decline. You may still feel anxious, but you're more likely to be able to solve problems because you're now more familiar with your situation. So use action plans and project management tools to keep on top of tasks and look for ways to build habits that support the change that you've made. For example, if you've signed up with a new class, set aside regular time for study and ask friends or colleagues to check in with you to see how you're doing. Accountability. Stage four, informed optimism. In this phase, you'll start to feel confident that you've made the right choice. You'll look at the change with more experienced eyes and you'll feel less anxious about problems. Use affirmations to make sure that you stay positive. You may now be in position to support others who are at an earlier stage in the change process. For example, you could offer to be a study buddy or a mentor to someone starting in a new class or offer to share your knowledge with colleagues. This is an effective way to cement new information and you may even inspire someone to embark on a similar change. And then stage five is completion. You'll probably feel very satisfied when you reach your goal. Your emotional response levels uh, will have lowered now that you've worked through the problems and brought about a change. Celebrate your success and thank people who supported you during the change process. Finally, before you move on, reflect on what went well and what you learned. This kind of project review will boost your self-confidence and it can help you with similar projects in the future. So once again, going through the stages. Stage one, uninformed optimism. Stage two, informed pessimism. Stage three, hopeful realism. Stage four, informed optimism. And then stage five, completion. So I want to back up and talk about stage one and stage two right now. Okay. Stage one and stage two are probably where we're living anywhere for most of us between like October, November and the end of January, maybe the end of February because that's where we're starting the plan or in the new year, I'm, we're starting to plan or in the new year, we're starting the plan. Okay. So I think uh, the pitfall, pitfall that I want to caution, okay, on uninformed optimism is that um, you need to make sure that you count the cost. Okay. I have, uh, I have a podcast that I recorded. It was one of my earlier ones and I can't remember. Um, I don't remember which one, it, what, what the title was. I'm trying to think here, but I have one where I talk about um, people 
you know, always taught me when I was in school. Well, you should set goals, but you should you should set manageable ones. You don't want to get disappointed and so on and so forth. And I'm like, nah, screw that. Yeah, set the big goals. Go after it, right? And you should. You've got you need. I mean, you should be setting big goals. It's how we get to where we want in life, and it's what makes us grow, and it's what makes us feel alive, and all that great stuff. And there's a period, not a but there. Also, you guys need to make sure that you count the cost on these goals. And here's what I mean. Let's say it's your you know, first year in business and you did $50,000 in revenue. Is it possible in year two that you could do $2 million? It is, right? It's, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. There are a series of things that you could do that could lead you to $2 million in revenue in year two. Now, the question is not, can you do it? Now, the question might be, do you have the resources? But let's just assume that you do have the resources, okay? The big question is, are you really willing to deal with the pain? Are you really willing to do what it takes? You know, maybe you could get to two million, but it could cost you your marriage because of you you spent all of your time trying to hit two million and none of your time on your marriage. Maybe you get to two million, but it hurts your relationship with your children. Maybe you could get to two million, but frankly, you decided, man, I'd like to have that two million, but I'd also like to have a little bit of quality of life right now and get some rest and not go crazy and things like that. So it's not a matter of don't let your heads get in the clouds. It's a matter of make sure it's something that you're willing to do. So you got to count the cost. There's a you know, great parable in, in the Bible where uh, Jesus talked about, you know, uh, gosh, it's been a long time since I read that. <laughs> but basically it was like, you know, uh, if you don't count the cost, you, you can start a project uh, building something. And what happens is you're going to run out of money because you didn't plan very well. And basically you're going to sit there and you're going to look the fool. You're going to feel the fool and you're not going to achieve anything. But if you will sit there, look at the blueprints, plan everything out, you can you can do one of two things for 2020. You can either change the plan. Ooh, maybe I don't want to go from 50,000 to 2 million. Maybe I just want to go to, you know, 300,000. Or maybe you just need to change the timeline, you know, which is kind of the same thing. But what I mean is you don't have to give up on the 2 million. Uh, one of my mentors, Mike Dahlke, says, uh, he says, there's no unrealistic goals. There's only unrealistic timelines. So maybe it needs to be, well, I can't do 2 million this year, but I'm still, 2 million how, lets me achieve the goals that I want to achieve. I'm still going for it, but in 2020, I'm just going to do X, okay? So uninformed optimism, it's normal. It's what, it's what I've always done. And every time I've talked about this concept with anyone here over the last few weeks, because I just discovered this concept recently, it's new to me. Um, everyone always says to me, yep, I'm, I'm the same way. Now here's the next one, informed pessimism. So now you're sitting here and you're like, there's no more, uh, there's no more wondering what it's going to be like or projecting. In November, it was a great idea that you were going to hit $2 million in your second year. But now January is, you know, you're three weeks into it and you're like, oh shit, I haven't, <laughs> I'm not even close to pacing for this thing. There's no way in hell that I'm going to be able to hit it. Well, at least that's what it feels like. There's still a chance you could. And what happens is now the pes pessimism starts to, to hit you. The negative emotions, the negative feelings, the doubt, 
um, the embarrassment because you're like, oh my gosh, I made this big goal and I even told people about it. Now I can't do it. All of those things start to kick in. And I, so what I want to encourage you guys is to do two things. Now, I want to be clear. Like I'm, I have affiliate links for stuff. Responsive bid, they sponsor my show. I, you know, I make money if you use my link to sign up. I have an affiliate link for Sin Gym. I make money if you sign up with them. Uh, I have one with Nice Job. I don't have, I have no affiliation with, um, with the Full Focus Planner here. Okay, it's just something that was introduced to me. And actually, it's it's like all the other things I do have affiliates with. It's stuff I fell in love with and started talking about and then got the affiliate. Now, I don't even know if these guys do affiliates, but if they do, I'm going to try to get one. But a full focus planner and the concept that goes around it um, really helps you with this. Because on the very first page here, this was uh, my what I've got from, uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. The very first page here, annual goals. You just go through and you're just writing down what the goal itself is. I want to do X. I want to do Y. I want to do Z. Then you turn the page and then you have goal details. And that's when you start writing out what do these goals really, really look like. Now, what I'm doing for 2020 is I'm actually not doing the exercise in the planner yet because I'm going through the goal details um, before I finalize what my goals are. And the reason why is those goal details, they help me determine... Um, if, if it's something I'm willing to, to pay the price for. And really, I'm not going through the gold details. There's a thing called an impact filter. Google it. Uh, it's, it's a really great way of looking at things and trying to set up what you're wanting to do for the year. But I, I go through and I'm like, okay, well, first off, you, you, say, you do things like this. I don't have an impact filter in front of me, but you say, what do I want to do? This is what I want to do. Okay. So um, what's it gonna, uh, what, what, what does a win look like? What's my success criteria? So then you would say, well, if I, if I achieve this, then I, I was successful. Okay, great. And then what would be your failure? Well, if I only did X or Y, that would be my failure. Okay, um, what will it cost to do this thing, like financially? And uh, you put, put, you know, it's going to cost me this. It could cost $0 just time. It could cost a million dollars in no time or, or a combination of the two. Um, then you put, uh, you know, what's your, I forget what we call it, but it's like your jump off point. You know, if you don't get to this success level in this amount of time, or, you know, when you, when you call it quits. So you determine that. And then you get, what's your worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that could happen? So like one I did was adding uh, a new service to my business. I added paver ceiling and in mine, it was like, what was the worst thing that could happen? Well, I spent, you know, a thousand dollars on some equipment and sent out a bunch of emails and nobody buys anything from me. So I spent a thousand dollars and a couple of hours of acquiring the equipment. So that was the worst thing that could happen. And, um, and then of course you do a best case scenario. So then you lay all of these things out. And then you can look at this, this potential goal and say, yes, this is something that I'm going to add for my 2020 or for my quarter, whichever quarter you want to do it in. Um, or no, this is not a price I'm willing to pay right now. Okay. This is good stuff. This is a good mind up Monday for you guys. It's good for me too. Um, so then once you've done that, now you don't have this uninformed optimism, which leads into stage two of the informed pessimism. Now we're going into this thing informed. Now we're still gonna have that struggle when you start. You're still going to be like, oh my gosh, this is way harder than I thought. 
But when you when we go through that impact filter, we also we don't plan out the entire thing. And that's what's great about it is it's not intimidating because you don't have to have your whole plan uh, built out. One of the things you do is you put what's the first few steps. Sometimes I do one step. Sometimes I'll do three steps. But it's not the whole plan. It's not the whole process. It's just like, okay, if I'm going to do this, what is the first one, two, or three things that I need to do to get the ball rolling? So then you go into that quarter or go into that year and you know, here's my first steps. Boom, boom, boom. It's getting the ball rolling. And then you kind of take it from there and you redirect and, and, and make things happen. So guys, I highly recommend the full focus planner or, or something similar. I highly recommend that you guys sit down with an impact filter of your own. Google it. There's all kinds of stuff online about it and determine what your goals need to be. Uh, you should set big goals. You should set goals that scare you, but you need to make, it's, it's real easy in October or November or December to say, I'm going to do four times as much next year. And then two or three months into it, you're like, oh my God, that was, that was awesome to, to, to say it, but it's really hard to achieve. And then what happens? You start beating yourself up and you get discouraged and, and it's just a really sick cycle that, that drags you down. Um, I haven't hit one of my revenue goals yet since I've started my business. And it has beat me up a little bit. This year hasn't beat me up so much. I went into the year, um, two things, probably a little uninformed, a lot uninformed uh, coming into 2019. And then also I made some mistakes. You know, I, I got a bunch of cash and um, didn't spend it real well. So um, lost, lost some of that money when I was trying to experiment on some things. But I'm actually kind of cool with that because my, my mentality throughout the year has changed to this current process. I'm like, hey, you win some, you lose some, but, uh, but I've got a plan, goals, and ideas ahead of me. So I don't want to keep uh, harping on this, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying your down season. I know most of you, it's wintertime right now as I'm recording this. So for those of you that are hearing it when it comes out later today, I hope you're enjoying the down season. I hope you're planning on your upcoming year. You need to be working on... On your business, this is the time, especially if you're a level one or a level two business owner, this is when you need to be working on the business is whenever things are slow or shut down. Uh, if you're level one, level two, and you're in your busy season, you probably need to be working in the business at that moment. And, um, you know, there, there's a time to work on it. There's a time to work in it. And when it's hay making season, you make hay and you work in it. Okay. So, uh, but take this opportunity during the winter to build things out your follow-up sequences, uh, work on your sales scripts, work on your inbound sales calls, work on your, uh, uh, you know, how you're going to get more Google reviews, all of these things. Uh, I am going to give you guys a pitch here. I've got my new entrepreneur's toolkit. I'm working on it right now. There's about 50 people that are in it uh, because they pre-bought it, which is not available anymore. And the entre new entrepreneur's toolkit uh, it's going to be great for level zero. So someone that wants to start a business or level one and level two guys that maybe are a little stuck and need to figure out how to get there. And basically I just go step by step on all the things that I did to build my business from $0 to $20,000 a month. And I had very little uh, marketing budget to do so. So I, I did the grind, I made it happen and it worked. So if you guys are interested in that, there's going to be a link in the show notes here. You can get your name on the list for when it comes out because I am going to do a special price when it first comes out. And uh, so you can be on the list and I'll send an email out and all that good stuff and, and you guys can buy. So, uh, but anyway, so that's that. Thank you for listening. And guys, as always, remember, 
if you're not doing the things, I want you guys to listen to this closely. I think this whole don't be a bitch thing gets taken out of context sometimes. So let me, let me, let me rant or ramble for another second. Not being a bitch doesn't mean that you're mean to people. And, and if you are a bitch, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Okay. A bitch is someone that doesn't pursue their dreams because of what other people may say, think, or do. Or they don't pursue their dreams because of their own personal fears and doubts. Okay. That's a bitch. I'm a recovered bitch. All right. I'm a former bitch. Um, and it's not because I've achieved all my goals. I made a podcast about this a while back about a buddy of mine named Seamus. And um, I was talking to him. He and I were sitting down having a drink. And he, he was like, man, Bobby, he goes, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm planning on quitting my job next year and going full time. And it's like, what, what, what more do you expect out of me? And I'm like, I don't expect, I, I don't expect anything else out of you. You know, the only thing I expect out of people, and it's more just like, you don't owe me anything. Right. But like, just from a brotherly love standpoint, the only thing I expect out of you is that you go after what you want. You know, if you live in the United States of America, you can do anything you want. There's some other countries that are pretty good and you can pursue those things. But here, you know, you can do anything you want and you need to be pursuing it. And the person, if you haven't achieved it, that doesn't make you a bitch. If you're not pursuing it, that's what makes you a bitch. Maybe you still have your full-time job. Maybe you can't justify quitting your job right now. That's okay. Are you working towards your goals? Okay. So back to the tagline guys thank you for listening to the podcast i really appreciate it and remember if you're not doing the things that you want right now you better have a damn good reason for it but if you're not pursuing them there's no good reason for it peace out